The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the station, its staff, management, or ownership. Welcome to Real Estate on the Q. I'm John Quinn, broker owner at Quinn Realty Group, located in the heart of the Hudson Valley. I have extensive experience in all aspects of real estate, which has been a passion of mine for over 25 years. Our team here at Quinn Realty Group works diligently to connect buyers and sellers to residential properties and commercial properties in the beautiful Hudson Valley. I'm excited to share Hudson Valley real estate with you. Good morning, Hudson Valley. This is John Quinn from Quinn Real Estate and host of Real Estate on the Q Radio Show. With me this morning is my friend, Scott Kunda. How are you, Scott, this morning? Morning, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, getting ready for the for the season of Christmas. Uh, we're getting ready. You should be ready by now. Well, we're there. We're almost there. I got uh, a lot of shopping to do still. Oh, you hadn't started? I hope you Well, had. I got some. I mean, it, <laughs> Some of it, I need special planning. I don't want to give anything away uh-huh. in case certain people are listening. Uh-huh. But no, I got I to gotta get on the It is ball. a very stressful time of the year, <laughs> oh, though, God. I have to say. Yeah, definitely. But it's fun. I mean, this is my favorite, it is, time, it is, favorite time of year. It is a lot of fun. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of activities, Yep. you know, a lot of different festivals and all that. A lot and, of family gatherings. Yep, yep. So, but did you end up finishing your wife yet, buying for your wife? I don't want to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Did you finish? Uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty close. It's, right, she's going to get right. a big surprise this year. It's not, she, a bu- it's not a busted pipe, is it? No, I hope not. <laughs> well, if it is, we have the people to talk to. Exactly. So coming up, we have uh, Corey Witten from ServPro, and uh, we'll be talking about all that fun holiday house stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Accent Financial Group and Insurance Services. Accent Financial Group and Insurance Services, where their accent is on striving to grow and protect your assets. So good morning. This morning we have with us Corey Witted, and he is from ServPro. Welcome. Hey, John. Nice to, nice to be here again. We're happy to have you. We're glad you came in. So this seems to be a busy time of the year for you guys, huh? We do. We uh, we tend to slow down in October, November, and then we pick right back up with uh, December. Obviously, the winter months, we got ice damming, uh, puffbacks from fireplaces, um, frozen pipes, uh, especially when there's uh, below freezing temperatures. So minor issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whenever you have any of those, right? They're not cheap. They're not cheap fixes, that's for sure. No, not at all. But uh, the job gets done right, and they get back into their house. So Yeah. Yeah, we had a, a big snowstorm a couple of weeks ago, and how did you guys fare with that? It, it really didn't get that cold. I mean, it was cold, but it wasn't right. terribly cold, but we got a lot of snow. Yeah, for us, uh, the temperatures didn't didn't give us much work, uh, but the roofs, um, you know, we had a couple jobs where we had to uh, remove some snow off a roof just to prevent some damage, uh, secondary damage. But uh, otherwise that, you know, temperature really is the driving force behind most of our work. Yeah, there was a, a it was heavy snow, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, the Thanksgiving holiday, that, that put a kink in a lot of people's yeah. plans coming home because uh, we well, went wasn't we, that on Monday Monday and Tuesday right so yeah. it extended everybody's uh, long little, weekend well Sunday too right well it's like all the stuff started on that on that Sunday, Sunday after yep. Thanksgiving which we wound up coming home a day early and I'm so glad we did yeah because it was bad yeah so when it all hit the fan I was on my couch <laughs> <laughs> How about how'd you guys make out? Did you have a lot of things? We'll we'll start seeing some damage from that come in, uh, especially with ice damming. You know, you, you get a lot of snow on roofs and gutters, and then it freezes, and then it starts to thaw out. Well, the ice is obviously the longest, so you you got backed up water that's you know the snow is melting, which it has nowhere to go. So it eventually, just you know, ciphers through your your roof into your attic space. Your you know, insulation gets saturated, and then down your walls. Yeah, so. once it starts hitting, the cold hits the warm, Correct. it melts, and then it, it, and it starts- has nowhere to go. So it's just going to go down and, and affect. You know, attics and insulation and, and bedrooms. So, yeah, I had that happen one year to me, and I actually uh, started. I bought a um, 
uh, roof rake. Yeah, very important. Yeah, you know, I never really realized it, oh, but yeah. um, but ever since I, I bought it, I really haven't had any issues. Yeah. So when it snows, I'll go out and I'll just pull the snow off. It's just off the first couple of feet That's off the eaves. That's all you need is first, yep, first couple of feet off the eaves and, you know, it dries up and then it has, a, you know, water melts, it goes into your gutter, so... Uh, Really, it's the best thing you can do. Best money you can buy too is a roof rake. Yeah, it also takes the pressure off, especially if you get like the like a foot of snow on your roof and it's that heavy like wet snow. Yep. I mean, you don't want to be putting any more stress on the on the structure. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when I, I got the same thing, I got a roof rake and it's yeah, it's been a godsend. Yeah. Yeah, and like commercial, a lot of flat buildings that you know they have uh, roof loads, so they they have a calculation that equation that you know. Depending on the weight of the, they take a you know section of the roof. They take the weight of a certain amount of snow, and the, you know they got to be a um, moderate of uh, how much snow can actually be on the roof before it starts to actually do structural damage too. So a lot goes into snow and heavy snow and and, and where to place it. Yeah, because snow is heavy. It really is, yeah. especially when it gets wet like it was the last time. Mm-hmm. It gets really heavy. And it and that, can do some damage. I mean, roofs have actually caved in because of, oh of yeah, the snow yeah loads. we yeah we do a couple of jobs a year where the you know the roof is usually commercial or more flat roofs uh, where the you know depending on how many ice or you know, sleet you get before the rain or before the snow or after the snow, um, that's what really causes the weight. Um, where the you know the, the the actual roof collapsed a little bit, and you know the next thing you know you have snow on on your you know computers and your workstations. So <laughs> that's not fun. But there's no grade on any commercial roofing at all. I mean, shouldn't if you think with more like new buildings going up, you would think there'd be more of a grade. In the roof, yeah, I mean, there's more warranties type stuff, but you know, a lo- they don't really build it on on uh, workload or snow load. It's it's you know, flat roof is can hold this much weight. The more beams you put in and structural stuff, it can hold. But you know, this day and age, they're they're trying to keep minimizing the the structural cost down. So yeah, yeah, those flat roofs they are you really do have to um, you know when you do get snow on them, you have to make sure that they're shoveled off to see the guys up there. Uh, because because that's all it's doing is just holding all that snow right. and it has nowhere to go. Right, and then also make sure on flat roofs that you you know you clean out your uh, drainage pipes up there too because they're all draining down. That's um, right. So if you don't do that, then the water has really nowhere to go. It just sits up there. The other issue this time of the year too is not only the heavy snow, but then you start getting the, the ice and everything else and you got the trees outside that are leaning into the house and sometimes the whole tree comes right down Correct. onto the house. Yeah, we've seen that many times where, you know, the weight, especially if you get an early snowfall, October, <laughs> where there's still leaves on the trees, um, that, yep. you, you see that yep. there's a lot more trees will just kind of uproot because the ground is still so soft um, with the weight of the trees and the leaves, the, the tree will just collapse onto, your, onto people's houses, so. Yeah, fun trials of winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everybody starts using their fireplace again. They, they're starting to charge them up and, and oh, yeah. use them. You but know. there's one big reminder that you told us about off the air before: what people have to do when they have fireplaces. You got to make sure. Well, one, you should always get them cleaned yearly. But yes. two, every time you have your, you know, before you start your fireplaces, make sure you open your flue. Um, because simple, you, simple, it's right? simple, simple, uh, and you, if you don't open it, you're, you know immediately because right. you're going to have uh, soot and, and uh, smoke all over your yeah, house. Yeah, because the smoke has nowhere to go. It can't go up the f- up the flue. It comes back into the right. house. So um, you know, we and people are usually embarrassed to call us when that happens because like it's such an easy easy fix. Yep. Um, but people don't, just, think don't think it. about it's, it. It's just some people you just don't think about it. But if they do have to come back and fix it, it's a it's a big fix, right? Right, and usually you'd be surprised. Most most insurance companies do cover that because it's an accident. Um, but check your policy. But yeah, that 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 oily soot gets everywhere. Your whole house, every content. Uh, soft goods usually got to get this, uh, you know, thrown out um, just because it won't come. So out. how do you guys do that? I mean, do you have a whole team that comes out and and 
you know, just goes through and because it gets on everything. I can only imagine how yeah, much work so, there is. Correct. So, you know, depending on the size of the house or how many contents, we'll bring out four to 10, 20 people, wow. um, break them up into, into teams of two. We got to inventory everything that's getting cleaned, um, anything that's getting thrown out. Um, but yeah, it's, we have special, uh, you know, chem sponges and, and type of chemical that, you know, will get rid of all of it. It just, it's very time consuming. You got to wipe down every nook and cranny of every item. Even on the walls, they use yeah. that, that yep. white. You start with the ceiling. You start with the ceiling and work your way down. Okay. Um, you know, you you know a lot of these fireplaces too. You have you know more than higher than eight foot ceilings, so you got to bring in some scaffolding or some higher ladders. Um, so it's, and depending on what's in the house, can be a challenging job. You're listening to Real Estate on the Q. I'm John Quinn from Quinn Realty Group. My co-host today is our program director Scott Kunda. Also with us today is Corey Witted, and he is from ServPro. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Mill Spa Furniture. Mill Spa Furniture, where we've been offering non-disposable furniture and mattresses since 1858. So, Corey, we were talking about puffbacks before, and what is like, what was like the worst case scenario you ever had with that? I mean, how does how does that work, and how do you clean that up? So, it, it comes down to insurance. So, uh, basically, if we can clean any puffback and make your house spotless, like it never even happened. However, if if insurance gets involved, and you know, can can the can the owner stay in the house? Why this works getting done, or do they need to point. get a hotel? Yeah. Um, usually, you know, insurance will cover if they can't use their kitchen, you know, for their meals. Then they got to start looking at hotels. For us, it's so much easier if they're not there when we're doing the work because there's just there's just so much going on, and they kind of like, oh, we need this cleaned and we need this cleaned. Where we're going to clean it all, but once they start. Moving us to what they need first or what they want to make sure it gets it's it's just complicated. And I think it's stressful for the homeowner too oh, if they God, have yeah. to be there with with um with the crew. Oh yeah, it's you know and their houses pretty much be taken overtaken by you know ten twenty people to try to get this done in a timely fashion. Um, we always ask the homeowner what they need first. You know, obviously clothes will will get professionally laundered out. Um, but besides that, is there any is there anything that you need that's of value or that you need in the next two days, three days, five days to to carry on at a hotel or or what you need to to move on? And then we kind of piecemeal with with what rooms you need first, and then we work our way down to you know we, if if they're not going to get a hotel, then we start in the kitchen, um, and then we go to the bedrooms, and then we work our way to the common space. Um, but it's really up to your insurance to see how. Much they're gonna give leeway to the to the owner to see are right, you can stay here or you're not. Um, any puffback will clean. It's just if the homeowner's in there the whole time, it it takes us an extra couple of days because yeah. they're they're not overseeing what's going on, but they they want to be a part of it. And then next thing you know, we're recleaning what they've cleaned, and they they start going through some boxes, and then. It just, you know, sometimes it's just easier when the homeowner just opened the door and let us get the job done and then they can come back. Right, so you can do what you got to do and then go. Correct. Um, Otherwise, if, you know, if there's actual, you know, chimney fires and there's actual fire, um, depending on the, you know, severity of that, we ask that the insurance, uh, if they can't use the kitchen, then they do because a real fire is some structural damage could happen or or walls are going to be cut down. If Was there any water used on the fire? Totally changes. The- so, do you get involved in that situation where there's a, a fire in the house where it may have burned down a section of the house? Oh yeah, we so- do. You know, fire, fire, water is our biggest. Um, what you know, what we do most. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to be on site when the adjuster's on site. That way, we can see. You know, they usually tend to see what we say, what what needs to be done, and then they'll. 
look at their their plan and their scope of work, and then we kind of meet in the middle. Right, this can get done. This needs to get done, um, and, then, and then we all you know both report back to the homeowner. This is you know this is what's going to happen over the next day, three days, five days. Any questions? And then you know once once we get the approval, we we bring in mass people and get it done quickly. So do you do actually do a rebuild, or do you just go in, you clean it out, and then somebody else comes in and, and no? Builds? So so up to about two years ago, we were just in mitigation. Uh, but over the last couple of years, we started to build a reconstruction division. So um, we have contractors, we have carpenters, uh, electricians, and everything that we work together. So. Um, You'll find that homeowners tend to want to deal with one company, one point of contact. So if they don't have someone that's in the in the contracting business, they prefer just, all right, you did such a good job on the mitigation. We trust you with the reconstruction. You know, let's let's just, you know, once it stops, mitigation stops, we roll right into the uh, reconstruction That's portion. great because it's a one-stop shop, yeah. you know, because if you don't deal with contractors every day, you don't know who to call. Correct. So if one guy comes in and they do a good job and then you right. can finish up the whole job. Right. And you would, and you would rebuild the fireplace too? Like if, if it wasn't just them leaving the flue closed by accident? Yeah, I mean, we, have, we have masons that, you know, would come in and depending on the severity of it, we would, uh, we could pretty much build a house from uh, ground up. So nice. It's, 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 it's very, very helpful when we're, we're dealing with a customer that doesn't really have an idea of what's going on or this is their vacation home or their secondary home. Um, and they know that, you know, we were there for two weeks doing the mitigation. They know they trust us. We just, we just keep the process rolling. And as soon as we're done with mitigation, the next day we start reconstruction. So it's, it's, it's a seamless process. Uh, we have two divisions in our office, uh, mitigation and reconstruction. So we work hand in hand. You're listening to Real Estate on the Queue. I'm John Quinn from Quinn Realty Group. My co-host today is our program director, Scott Kunda. Also with us today is Corey Witted, and he's from ServPro. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Arnoff Moving and Storage. Arnoff Moving and Storage. Planning a move or need additional storage? You need Arnoff Moving and Storage. For more than 94 years, the Arnoff family has provided their customers with great moving experiences. So, Corey, again, this time of the year, is, it's, of course, it's cold, and it's getting colder We're getting, as we get into January. Um I'm sure you see a lot of frozen pipes this time of the year. Yeah, unfortunately, we, that's our major, major uh, contributing factor to us is winter is frozen pipes. And you'll find more so than not that the people that have frozen pipes were either on vacation for a week or uh, just secondary home, you know, and, and whoever they've had to monitor their house while they're gone just didn't or hasn't walked in the basement or they're not, you know, touching the heat. Um, and then we get the call when they get back and they got flooding, you know. Yeah, it's so um, important to have people, somebody check on your house while you're away if you're gone for any period of time. Absolutely, especially during the wintertime. You run out of oil, your burners, your, your furnace stops working. Um, anything that is out of the norm in the wintertime is going to affect your pipes. That's what we do in the wintertime. I have our realtors go out and check the vacant houses periodically just to check the the you know the levels of the oil and make right. sure that the, everything's still running because if nobody's in there for a week or two weeks, it's, it's all it takes is you know twenty four hours of it doesn't of cold, take a whole lot windy weather and then your fri- your pipes are frozen. Doesn't take a whole um, lot, and you got to be careful how you thaw them out too because you don't want to thaw them out too quickly and then it, they burst. Um, so, Wait, so how does that work? What so you if you put too much heat on them, you want to start slowly. To let it thaw out because there's so much pressure on the system. Oh, that, that makes sense. That if you if you go right at it, it'll push so much pressure. And probably the, the cold and the hot right. together. Will... So you got to you know start slow. You got to figure out where the biggest part is figuring out where they're frozen. Yeah. You know, they could be between behind the walls. You know, sink lines, toilet yeah, lines. Yeah. How do you fix that? Right. Um, you just kind of you know trial by error. Um, hopefully, you have a plumber that you know that worked on your house at some point that kind of knows where all the water lines are because. The toughest part is finding out where it's frozen. Right. Especially if you, have, if you don't have a, a basement that you can go on, like, 
see the girl, just walk in and you see the pipes. Correct. Like in my house, I know exactly where everything's going. And we are every year, kitchen pipes. Right. Mainly the cold on occasion if it gets bad enough, the hot. Exterior wall pipe. Exterior yes. wall pipe. Correct. So finally, finally had the pipes rerouted. <laughs> <laughs> we, me and my wife that, had you enough. Think that they would keep them from allowing them to put pipes on the outside wall. You know, you, you would think, but it's even if it's insulated. Safety. Sometimes it doesn't take much. It no. takes a pinhole That's for it. the cold, the cold air to find that I, pipe. I told you over the year. I went in underneath the the house where it's on the outside, wrapped the pipes, put insulation, put an insulation board, then sealed it, and they still froze. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I plumber said, "Like it's getting in, the air's getting in somewhere. Yep, air and water will find a way. Yeah, um, but yeah, frozen pipes are, are nothing fun." Um, it it can cause a lot of damage, especially if you you leave on a Thursday and it freezes on a Saturday and you came back, but it thawed out on a Monday. You have four days of water just penetrating running. and running from wherever to the basement. Yeah. Uh, you could have feet of water at the time you yeah, get well, oh, yeah. yeah, when you have a, a, a cracked pipe, that water comes out with so much pressure, oh, yeah. so much damage, and it comes out fast, fast. so you get a lot it's of water. Water for for hours and yep. days, and then they get home from wherever they are, vacation, <laughs> Can Disney. Can you imagine? Oh my you, god! And you walk in and you got water. We everywhere. got a pool. <laughs> um, but that, ice skating rink in the winter time. Yeah, yeah, that tends to be our. Uh, you know, I have pictures too. Like, you know, the water from trickle down from the second floor down. And they they had ice everywhere on their kitchen. Like their oh my freezer, god. it was just it was so cold up up north that they didn't they didn't keep the heat on inside the no, house or just no they, just they, they ran, they ran out, out of oil. oil. Um, it was a secondary wow. home for them. Uh, they were they thought they were on automatic delivery, yeah. and they went almost three weeks without Oof. oil. And then um, we got called from their caretaker, and they couldn't even open the door because it was frozen. Wow! Over. You know what though? It, what's probably a good idea, which a lot of people are doing now, are they getting cameras inside their house? Yeah. So that you you can keep you can an eye on your keep house an eye while you're away. You know the main all you got to do is for the most part. I mean, is you know for like your kitchen sink lines, just leave a trickle of water every mm-hmm. you know just a little a Doesn't little need drip. To be much doesn't no as long as you got water moving through the pipes, it can't freeze. So it could just be a drip, drip, drip. I did you, that. You won't Still freeze. Froze. It did. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Still froze. We really. Would, so you should turn it had that had <laughs> a, a space had the door open to the cabinet space heater still wow. froze. <laughs> was it minus and, 10 out? Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> there you go. Everybody was freezing that. I mean, at that point, then where me and my wife were hitting it with a hairdryer for a half hour, it's like, finally this year, my wife's like, we're not going through this again. <laughs> yeah. So, you learn from your mistakes, yeah. but something like that, unless you you want to pay dollars to move pipes, it's it's tough. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot of piping. It wasn't bad in terms of cost because it was a, such a small mm-hmm. move, but I mean- Especially for for going outside for the kitchen, it's it's worth it, honestly. And I mean, we'll find out this winter if it yeah. works. It should because the pipe is now inside the basement. So, so you should be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, where the pipes were. Is mm-hmm. the insulation still there? So the air is not getting in. Well, you know who to call in case you have a problem. Yeah, yeah I leave, <laughs> leave my car. Okay. <laughs> my own personal house, I have a crawl space underneath my garage, and it wasn't properly insulated. So I actually just had a, a spray foam contractor come out. Um, and what an amazing job. You could just see the efficiency, not even worried about the frozen pipe shit, but just the efficiency of the heating system with, with spray foam insulation compared to regular insulation. It's, it's pretty Yeah, cool. a lot of these new homes are starting to go to spray yeah, foam because of the, the new uh, energy codes correct. now. So uh, they go in and they spray it. And, it's and you amazing. It's just like you're you're in a in a room like this where it's soundproofed. Right. You know? yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, I did my attic and my crawl space and you look up in the attic, it's like you're in an igloo. You see, yeah. no, it's it's crazy, but 
so efficient. So efficient. You know, in the rafters, too? Yep. It's like it sticks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You spray it. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, you spray it, right? They spray it on. A coat is like this much, like a half inch, and then it just expands all the way to the full cavity. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. I wonder if the foam can go into, the, like, the walls, like... They, like if, if you, they there's no if you, yeah, you could just put a little hole in the wall and they shoot it into the wall and it goes up and down. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it's it's impressive. It really is. Highly recommend it if you can if you're looking to you know insulate your house better. So, Corey, the other thing that we hadn't touched on yet, which is very important, especially well, any time of the year, people don't think about their dryer vents. That is that is so important because the the lint gets caught up in the dryer vent and backs up. And then that could cause a fire. Correct. So so we see that we'll get called in after the fact, but you know, usually people start seeing or or, or blaming their dryer for not working properly. Yeah. Um and and they'll go out and purchase a new dryer, which, you know, my wife would probably do too if I didn't know more about about it. But um and then, then they'll get we'll get a call or they'll say they Googled it or whatever, but they'll say, uh, I just bought a new dryer and it's not working. It's not drying my clothes. I got to run it for three or four cycles. And then we'll say, well, did you do a dryer vent cleaning? And they're saying, what's, what's that? Well, <laughs> um, your other dryer was probably still working. Uh, you just didn't take the lint out of your line. <laughs> Something oh. so simple, right? Right. And it's, it's, a, it's a quick, it's, we're in and out in less than an hour. Um, and what it is, we just, we pull the dryer away from the wall. We, we put a, like a, a vacuum with negative air pressure that sucks the air, the the lint and whatever else we see a lot of bird's nests. Oh yeah. Um, in some of these, um, and what we do is we we pull all the lint towards us, and, and then we hook your dryer back up, um, and we show you what's in the bag, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll be surprised. Oh, it's amazing how much it it, it uh, right. accumulates. You know, depending on how long that run is, you know, we 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 like when the runs from your dryer to your exterior vent is only about fifteen twenty feet, but we get in some of these houses that were poorly designed and yeah. they're 40, 50 feet with and 90 degree angles. Yeah. And there's just no way they're not that do, doing it. They're not doing, they're the not job doing anything. So, yeah. you know, I actually had somebody in a house, uh, they were complaining about the house was being so humid. Mm-hmm. And what they did is um, because it was so far away from the outside wall, they would, they took it and they put a stocking on the end of it and, and shot it into the laundry room, the, the hose into the laundry room. So that all the, all the air was blowing into their laundry room. Oh, from the dryer? And from the dryer. So everything was getting humid. The, yeah. every, the doors were getting warped and everything yeah. else. And that's all it was, was just uh, they were venting it inside the house yeah. instead of venting it's it outside the house. Yeah, but it, mean, is, it is true. You don't, that's one of the things you really, you would think it's common, but you don't think about it. And what got me going, we went on vacation to uh, the Outer Banks and we were there for the week. So you have the laundry room in the house. And like I said, it wasn't drying. And you're like, well, three cycles later- and then we we actually looked. Somebody said you should look at the line. It was clogged. There was no right. gap from the outside wall to the dryer. It was just completely compacted with lint. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I was like, I should check mine. And like every year, I go in, I take it apart, and I I clean it all. That out. is a fire hazard too. Oh right? yeah, that stuff I, will go up quick. It yeah. goes up real. Like I honestly use use all our lint and I keep it and then that's how I start my fireplace with it. No it, it goes, <laughs> I never thought about that. Because <laughs> it, 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 it goes up real quick and it, it's easy, it's an easy uh, flame and then it catches the wood. But um, yeah, we tell property managers and a lot of our commercial uh, partners, you know, senior citizens homes, nursing homes, anyone with commercial dryer vents, you should be doing them yearly, every other year, um, especially in, in big um, complexes where, you know, every unit has their own dryer. Well, you, 
you you don't want one dry, one person doing a dryer vent and then the person underneath you not doing it and then they have a fire because there it went up and you know those lines run pretty close to each other depending on the structure of the project right so, um, but yeah for for what the cost is it's you simple be, maintenance it's that's simple. all it is simple maintenance simple. You know? Uh, so, Corey, I, again, I want to thank you for coming on the show and just making everybody aware of, you know. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having things. me uh, again, and I look forward to it. And if you guys have any questions about anything that we talked about, you can certainly reach out to our office. And how would they do that? 845-831-3600. And is that a direct line to you? No, that's to the <laughs> office. But they'll find me. <laughs> they'll find you. So, anyway, thank you for being here. We appreciate all the information. We're happy to have you on. We hope to have you on again in the Absolutely. spring. And Scott, thank you for being here. You're welcome. And everybody, have a great day. One of the best tools I offer in my office is the Quinn Market Insider. The Quinn Market Insider is an in-depth view of every community in the Hudson Valley. It includes real estate market analysis, community info, local school info, and much more. The Quinn Market Insider is available to you at our website at quinnrealtygrp.com. If you have any real estate questions or you would like to reach us, you can find us online at quinrealtygrp.com or email us at info at quinrealtygrp.com. And our office phone number is 845-883-7700. To find the latest information about Quinn Realty Group, like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Thank you for spending time with me, John Quinn, on Real Estate on the Q. Please join me again next week at the same time. Have a great week.